welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely HP community and all of the lovely new listeners that can be part of the unit. We are human narratives with love in the forefront. And that's because you have the ability to emotionally regulate your own self-regulated brain. You regulate your emotional stuff by becoming an inner adult. Some people move their others do. And here's where what do the app? Okay, come on, stop it. Okay, are we done? Are we done? Are we done? Okay, here we go. Let's try this again. So, welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community and any new listeners who are welcome to become part of our IHP community. We get to talk about inspiring your higher human potential, the infinite potential that can come only if you begin to access your own self, which involves your inner child and you becoming the adult you. The adult you has the ability to self-regulate the nervous system, which is why emotional regulation skills is easy. And if you're learning, you are not that's not the way you want to keep living life. So bring the human suffering love narrative, the one that has people consistently using their survival mode versus entering into becoming aware of what that means and entering what becomes a mature adult who can actually feel deeply because when you are in your mammalian heritage which is a restorative embodied self it's a birthright by the way from the updated therapists that i get to learn from and that does involve your brain structure and if your brain structure has been subject to instead trauma from a household that was not safe abuse neglect involve trauma and they both involve your brain being underdeveloped in areas the right brain alone from what I've gathered, because the right brain is the first year of your life, that's the only part of your brain that's online, and that's where the attachment system is, and then there's also, I believe, the societal system, so a lot of psych education I got, and I gave you the gist of it, that's why I'm pseudoscience lady, and I'm a mystic, that's why I'm woo-woo lady, so that the people who are empirical people can stay away, and the ones who instead are open-minded adults, and know that a person who's speaking about their embodied experience, so with mysticism, it's beautiful to channel, it's beautiful to have what I still call clairs, but it's really a relationship with the sphere of energy, it's an intelligence, I'm a Reiki master, and I am somebody who can also activate others in Reiki, I also grew up with Jesus and God, but God to me has always been the intelligence of life, energy, so I don't use the word to respect cultures, People ask me, are you religious? Well, I'm going to be beyond religion, beyond spirituality, because sciences explains everything that I've learned through those different texts and the different people that speak of those subject matters. So to me, they're subject matters. They are not the only answer. And in fact, they're not an answer. They explain how your body works and or when I read the Jesus parable from the esoteric lady, who I don't appreciate the esoteric type of the uh, what is it called narrative because it takes everything out of context making it sound like consciousness is some entity outside of you it's just your thoughts people but it's not just your thoughts let me explain because your left mode of your brain is the chit chatter and your right mode is the area where they say the self is allocated the neuroscientists that study it and look into it patrick mcnamara is the person who i learned that the self is in the right mode where our executive decision-making functions or something like that, and that makes a lot of sense. It's also where people who talk about consciousness study it, neuroscience, physics, then we have philosophers, of course, the other subject matter experts, they say um, that, yeah, that part is connected to this field. And as Bill Nye or Nay has mentioned, even if there is a matrix, do you think you're going to be able to prove it? So people who are teenagers in their adaptive child self, the maladaptive, Child you are, is the one that we see out in the streets and people that are using their survival mode. I'm not here for those people. I'm here for the people who want to become their mature adult who lives deeply and actually enjoys conversations at a different level. So the depth of conversation is felt because you are a person who has not an ego-sensitive ego. No, you're life-sensitive, but really you're not sensitive. That's the whole point. You're not a child anymore. You're not living with the charges that come up and you don't identify, oh, that's my own ego. Let me tend to it for a minute. Let me allow myself to suck it up 
buttercup yes you can suck it up it depends how old you are it depends what you've been through it depends your journey you won't be sucking it up that easily if you haven't and if you don't consistently have personal development in the forefront so some people think that there's an actual end to a journey called personal development no <laughs> like well one of my friends was like ah there's no way you can heal from trauma i said i wouldn't say that because there are people who do because this is the part of where if you understand what trauma memory is if you understand that people have healed like the lady who healed from did and she says oh i i want people to know this is from my course disorganized attachment and dissociative identity disorder the woman is healed, she's a therapist, she has a whole self, and all of her parts, which were there as charged parts, they were also cut off from each other, they have been walked through thanks to her therapist, her good therapist, being a safe in her, and allowing all the parts to unfold in their natural timing, and when she was ready for those memory barriers and those consciousness barriers to come down, he didn't have to say anything, or I think he, he made a suggestion, do you think they could, you know, the barriers between the parts can come down or something like that. And she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to talk about one part like doing this anymore and the other part doing that. Now, the friend that I was talking to, he's interested and intrigued in these topics and he tends to meet people that are in need of support. It's fascinating, though, because he made a statement, like I said, oh, that people can't heal that is false and it's a statement though that presents to you the limitations that humanity believes they have that's the part whatever comes out of your mouth is your belief i believe in the infinite higher human consciousness potential because there's no limit to the sky even though some will say there's a limit to the universe anyways uh the point is when you hear sad guru for example and he doesn't use the word human, he uses the word life, which can confuse people. And oh, spirituality. It is not a cult unless you have low self-esteem and end up in it because of magical thinking. And you find out that it's not going to resolve anything, which is what those hypocrites who are now saying it's a cult. And they're talking about yoga. As if yes, they went from one religious self to another. They didn't expand. Their inner child got scared because they had some nightmare that came up with the devil and demons and the dark sides of all of that which they watch and read. And, you know, people have mistrust of humanity. And lo and behold, they're like, oh, it's the yoga people. It's the spirituality. And they are not healed yet. They're still a teenager. In fact, that's why they went from one group to the other because of, you know, again, not feeling like they could fit in or getting upset, getting scared. And here, Sadhguru, true freedom is about becoming free from everything, including yourself. But actually, I wanted to read this other thing that I found. I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Um, where are you? This is some technology whiz person. And he says something that I have shared with you before, which is our ancestors. Does anybody remember how we began life? Because we began life in darkness, where darkness is, uh, yeah, dark, dark, in the forest with animals. So his name is Big Think, sat down with Alex Kontrowitz, a technology expert with a keen eye on Silicon Valley. He has interviewed the likes of Mark Zuckerberg and Larry Ellison and is the founder of the Big Technology Newsletter and Podcast. Kantrowitz spends every day studying AI, and he hasn't got much patience for AI doomerism. So the technology expert tells us why the AI doomer narrative is all wrong. When ancient humans started into darkness, he says, they imagined monsters. Today, starting into the future, staring into the future, AI is the monster. Thank you, lovely human being who's smart enough to understand something like that. And uh, this is called a person who's into the field, though. That's his subject matter, right? So he's a technology whiz. Guess what I am? Inspiring human potential. So I got to connect the dots of the monsters and the lions and the bears because there is no limit to what a mind can conceptualize. But if the human beings are always conceptualizing from being a child who needs a parent, then your zero one-year-old is a child. So as long as you're not tending to your self-regulation. Thank you, Patrick Tiahan. The inner adult is the expert on the present. The inner child is the expert on the past. This is Patrick Tiahan. He's a childhood trauma survivor, healed healing, and a therapist. 
And he says, something my mentor, Amanda Curtin, L-I-C-S-W, would say all the way through doing childhood trauma work with clients. She says, most inner child work is actually about getting a stronger adult in place so that we can nurture, reparent our inner child and live a less reactive and messy life. People are reactive when they get pissy in their pants in a way of not being able to have an enjoyable conversation. On the bad scale, quote unquote, they're living DID, dissociative identity disorder, fragmented lives, spots for getting places, figuring out that it's not possible, but it is challenging. Being presented to them something's up. That's when they can welcome the input. If they don't, which is what most people do, it's because they don't have one access to, no, they have access to good therapy information for free online. It's all over the place. They're not interested. They're interested in being a 4D mystic with superpowers and being with one of those ancient silverbacks and the doomsdayers and the human suffering love narrative people that say, oh no, you have to excruciatingly be in pain. Your twin flame, the saga has to go on forever and ever. And oh no, wait, here the universe. You're going to find a reason for why you live. So people who need a reason to live are all over a lot of things, but it's not just a reason, it's a feeling. So that longing at the heart and the gut, that's your zero one-year-old. The people who have had attachment, um, traumatization, traumatized attachment, these people don't know how to attach securely. When they're going to attach, fear accompanies them. This is why they have fragmented sense of self. And this is why they can therefore eventually lead to just have parts that don't meet each other because some parts will not want to meet the other parts because the other parts are disgusting to those parts. So there's inner conflict, not at a straightforward level, at a deeper level. An observer who's a good observer can notice this, be responsive, not reactive, and be also not judgmental as well as mind your own business, meaning you don't go tell a person, hey, guess what? I think you have DID because that's not your job. A person's a person. It's their life if they want to seek out something. So if a person's suffering consistently and they're bringing you their teenage drama and there's a karma wheel going on, the wheels on the bus go round and round because you're playing your own force. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. But the first eight are where they are in your un unconscious, but it's how you're feeling. And the first three, if you have a heartbroken three-year-old, it's because your first-year-old also didn't have a secure attachment. So there's all these areas, and we don't need to be blaming parents or any of that shit. No, this is all something that, at least for my listeners, I tell you all the time. We're talking about something that can help you. I'm not here to talk about parents. I'm here to talk about personal development and creating any type of, let me cast a stone at all parents. That's erroneous. It's limited mindset and you're taking everything out of context and generalizing. And it's called overgeneralizations, which lead people to sit with the little trauma that they have of trust break of humans. Oh, all parents suck. No, that's not it. All parents don't suck. No, that's not it. Again, overgeneralizations, please disengage. It's evil ignorance. That's evil ignorance because you have obviously not used your brain well enough to get out of the reactivity of saying everyone. <laughs> no, no, teenagers. Teenagers. I said that as a teenager. I will never, ever, ever. I learned that as an 18-year-old and I learned it once. All it takes for expanding consciousness, people, is one experience to be like, okay, wait a minute. I see now. And you expand. Okay, let's finish with Patrick here. Um... So becoming responsive, remember when Sadhguru is translating Jesus's turn the other cheek and he's saying be active, not reactive. So don't react if somebody slaps you. Allow yourself to take action, which is different. So when you see a teenager being reactive and they're just hitting each other and being what are, to me, I was a teenager, they're buffoons, but obviously I was a buffoon too. But I learned how not to be too much of a buffoon. No, I learned how to disengage completely because I'm like, what? They're all actually wasting time. None of them want to learn. None of them are doing anything of value. They tease each other. They don't have each other's back. What is this? This is not emotional maturity. It's not something I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of something that's growing. And I, in fact, got my lovely teenage boyfriend. And even if he cheated, it didn't matter. We built in four years something. We had our group of friends who we got to go out with on the lovely New Year's Eve where he was already with his 
now companion. <laughs> That's a fun story I'm going to tell this New Year's Eve. One of my girlfriends is starting to tell her that. And then, you know, it's always amazing how people are like, oh my God, it's like, this is not a bad thing. <laughs> it happens. Like my other friends, like, yeah, that, that's teenage shit. I'm like, yeah, I know, because teenagers. But of course, you know, it's like, whoa, that, that one was interesting for me to find out because, uh, you know, just the fact that he already knew he could have just said something. That's all. But when people don't know how to speak, it's because they're emotionally immature and they have a shame, inner critic, outer critic, and then they do what? Compulsive activities, sex, drugs, alcohol, food, let me go get distracted, isolate. And in this case, his pattern was simply, oh, I just have been so used to not saying anything. I won't. I won't. He, he didn't want to make up his mind. He wasn't sure yet. He needed to first be sure he loved her. I know she loved him and that's great that they still love each other and they are growing their lovely little family. So the part about <clears throat> the fact that they hit it now, that's on them. And I knew that they would be working through that aspect in their own consciousness, which there came the time where as a mystic, I was picking up on this again and again and again, choice points. He had many choice points to claim and keep his life and to become the person he wanted to be. And I'll just share one random story because see, this is where the people who are 5D mystics, we don't need to prove shit to anyone. We know it. When you have an oversoul, which is what we all have, but the ones of us who pick up on it, we know stuff's going on because it's not, it's not random. Whenever I pick up on one of my loved ones, it's not random. It doesn't mean it's always related to them. Sometimes it can be less or more. Depends how many people are involved. And again, it's not anything meaningful. It's not meaningless. So my Claire's began around 2006 dreaming. And in those years, I would dream every now and then of them in different ways. And in particular, the first one I'll never forget is when his blinders came off. So this blindfold came off of his eyes and he could see now he could see something and I had heard that they had broken up because he was going to college and and she left and she didn't want to have long distance because she was afraid he was going to cheat on her because obviously she knew of his pattern since she was friends with him and since she was the lover at a certain point so that haunts you you know and in fact uh, she and him ended up Basically, you have to come here, otherwise we're not going to be a couple. So that's, to me, uh, what it's called. I'll tell you what to do with your life, and if you don't, then I'm going to leave you, which in my book means you don't love me because you're making me become something that I don't want to necessarily become. But this is the choice you have. Are you going to live your life, or are you going to live someone else's? So that blindfold came off. He took a power back, quote-unquote. He didn't stick to it. He, he ended up giving in. And then he did again a couple more. So I'm not going to share these actual dreams and this type of channeling because it's not nice. But yeah, every step of the way, I got to figure out this stuff with my Claire's. And none of my close-minded people said, yes, talk to him. Because every time I'd wake up, I'd be concerned. I'd want to know how he was doing. And I knew I couldn't talk to him because she was jealous and I was not giving a shit about him as a boyfriend. I just wanted to know how my friend was doing. And my friends didn't support me nor his family. No, no, you're going to have him getting into a fight. So no backup, nobody that would allow me to try and figure out and him letting her lead the way and me having to hear about the demise, if you will, of a person who I to this they love dearly and who gave up every single inch of who they could have been but again that is their choice not my choice not our choice so when Sadhguru uses the word life it doesn't mean just random air people okay I'm trying to make it human enlightenment the human way so here's the Patrick back to Patrick Tiahan his inner child this lovely humans being inner child was trying to say we have dreams we have we have goals we want to do this shit Every step of the way, he made a conscious choice to say, no, no, I'm going to do her goals. I'm going to do her shit. I'm going to do her, 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 her. Today, he's a very beautiful companion and father. There you go. He, he's done everything. Is he happy? Of course he is. Where's the person that I knew? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. But then again, it's there. It's just not going to be part of his life. 
<clears throat> and that's something that, for all I know, he doesn't really give a shit about, which is actually better. The minute that you can stop living in the past and allowing yourself to live best what you've created is the most freeing thing. So freeing himself from hopefully the idea of you. And there's your, by the way, relationship and societal soul age groups where they continue to learn about their self through the external because that's not a person who became an independent individual. But if you go ask them, consciously speaking, that person is living the, the life of their dreams. And here's why none of us are here to tell another human being or group what to do with their life because it's, it's a in that's not only for the people who don't move out of a certain work and they're vagal and that they unlearn a pattern of safety behavior that is not part of their mammalian heritage, that is part of their first year of life being crappy as fuck the first three years, and then eight years old, you're not going to be able to handle shit that comes people that don't get it because they don't want to understand the new neurobiology of that. But really, it's because they're not listening to the good therapist online. That means you you the ability to say, ah, that's a covert narcissist over there. Oh, oh, there's another narcissist. Oh, there, I'm an empath. Oh, oh. So all of these children acting like teenagers in a room and here's where the people who believe in limited human potential, like my friend, like, oh, they can never heal. Oh, yes, they can. <laughs> but it's really hard. Oh, it's not, yes, they can go to good therapy, but there's not good therapists. I got it, but they still can, with the information online, figure shit out. So every negative person, and my friend's not negative, but this is, for every solution, you're presenting to me a problem. You obviously have limited consciousness. You cannot think beyond the box. You seem to be stuck in your eight of swords. Go for it. I'm not in it. Okay, so if you're into a eight of swords mentality, you're not in inner growth. You're in the human suffering love narrative. And that's where limited teenagers sit and stay and stand. And they all go cheering together because they don't recover from their trust break or their trauma. T1, T2, the big, small, don't matter. Right now I'm talking the gist of things because if you have memory barriers and others you're gonna know at some point if you're serious about getting into your body's well-being because you're gonna be like i i don't need to be feeling the void yeah I, I i hear the therapist out there saying that i can get out of the void from my body so i'm gonna get out of the void it's gonna go beyond the fact that you want to get out of compulsive activity it's gonna be i want to feel feelings too that's how much good information is online patrick tiahan is one of the perfect and very good examples. He's on YouTube. So anyone who would be interested seriously in childhood trauma would be able to eventually come across. Now, language barriers, of course, I get it, but that's where we, we can spread the word, people. Spread the words. Okay, so that's what we can get to do, IHP community. I know that I speak in English, but I don't um, have only people from English-speaking countries tuning in. Most inner child work is actually about getting a stronger adult in place so that we can nurture, yes, reparent our inner child and live a less reactive and messy life. The adult does all the work and the inner child watches someone finally take care of them. So the people who have organically been able to become their mature adult are the ones who have secure attachment and so they naturally know how to moderate their emotions. But that step forward or further up is when you can consistently navigate from ventral vagal, when things go down, dealing with the unknown, unexpected, unwanted from within you while going with the flow. The three main modules of the inner growth mindset give you that uh, and those exercises. And then there's sub-modules and there's beginners, intermediate, and advanced. And this is a way of using your thought process. Knowing that your body is accompanying it, I need to get our master class together so that it can follow up and you can have that that one's going to involve groups, though, because here's where you want to, one, gauge your nervous system and how it responds. You want to gauge if you have maladaptive, reactive, not only patterns of behavior, but moods and self-soothing mechanisms. And you want to, therefore, be the person who says, wait, what am I doing in 12 months? Because you you're a clock. I have a clock. We're all clockwork. So until you are able to cancel out, quote-unquote, you don't cancel, I should say, you process. You process your charges. So in the, in the good meaning, in the, in the superficial, so any one of us has five charge states. So from that space, we all process and get to handle those charges 
you remember Greg Braden, the book that I read to you, or some of the parts, I forget what it's called, but it's one of his first books, and he talks about getting out of the positive and negative charge, and then we have people who talk about it with the whole twin flame thing, okay, just ignore all the stories, if you will, and understand that your charges are your emotions from the minute you begin life, okay, and that also in the womb, there are charges, one gene can't make you anything, but gene does and genes do affect, of course, your brain structure, all of this. So it's, it's a process because every person's journey is unique. If you want to take yours, you take it step by step and just understand that trauma memory. And if it's a small thing, again, it's not because it's lesser. It means that there's no fragmentation. There's no rupture. If we have something overwhelming, we have rupture. The people, they got PTSD going on. They don't just got the difference. And a person who has that nightmare and who has things haunting them doesn't have to remain haunted. They can understand a bigger event and or more that took place. And in order for that to unravel in time, they need to be patient. Now, I've seen people in these courses want to speed up the process. Like I saw this man who wanted Reiki from me. And, uh, well, he didn't want. He just heard mysticism. And he's like, oh, I want, I want all of it, all of it. I want to expand. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> no, I was excited at first. <laughs> Then he told me about his nervous breakdown or whatever it was where he got hospitalized and he became a threat basically. So it was a psychosis event or something like that. And he has children and he was threatening basically, not threatening to them, but he became out of sorts, if you will. And that's when I said, okay, we're going to have to talk first. And that was because I know that energy can't do anything. However, what I knew already was his window of tolerance cracked up the roof he needs a good therapist not reiki he needs to figure out what's going on within his psyche mentally emotionally physically he needs to get a handle on his inner world first then you come to me for energy because hearing is great you unload a person that doesn't mean that they are going to be able to take what comes up and uh it's to be responsible their responsibility is very important. So the individuals who instead think that you can speed up the process, they're teenagers who are wanting to look cool, quote unquote. Your personal development and healing from trauma, it's not something cool. And the fact that you want to speed it up. So here's where in my class, all of the classes, the, these teachers, I call them teachers, my therapists, they're all therapists or they're, they're neuroscientists, but they're all in the field, you know? And so I have seen them be very patient and polite. And I'm laughing because see, I, Maria, will not be a person who is polite to you. We're trying to do something that I know is not going to necessarily fit you. They're being polite for a number of reasons, and particularly it's because most people that I've seen, they, they just adhere to political correctness and shit like that. Yeah, I'm not going to have you spending money with me and me not tell you things how it is. I'm going to tell you how it is. You can fire me, quote unquote, but actually I'm going to tell you how it is before we even get started because this is the part. To me, the people who went into the classroom with these questions and these ways of wanting to speed up a process were not only... Uh, every time they came into the mix, they were being disrespectful to the entire class who was there to learn. And they were bringing in their subjective experience. They were taking the floor like a three-year-old does, and they were taking up time. I paid for these courses. I'm here to learn. I'm not here to hear your chit-chat. I'm not here to hear you wallow in the sorrows of what I go to. A All of these courses kept saying, go to therapists. If you need a therapist, it's not like therapy. Like Janice pointed out about learning psych education. It's not how you're going to heal. And really, it's not even that. See, the thing is, you can heal if you're a good observer. All of these people, not observers, because they're just looking to be cool. Like those hypocrites who are like, oh, yoga is a demon now. Oh, oh don't, don't do spirituality. It's a cult. You got to keep some brain. You apparently, magical wand, heal me and hate me. But, but it is on, on my colleagues for saying, oh, here, come do Reiki. I'll heal your trauma. Bullshit. Oh, come do shamanic ritual. I'll heal your trauma. Bullshit again. And all of that. So the language that people use in marketing, which is why I created the, I have an online mar marketing course. I haven't published it yet, but it's, it's a, how not to sound like a sales pitch. You know how many people want to be a sales pitch? So they don't care about their end result. They care about selling their product, even if it's personal development. I've seen 
content copy for personal development. Here's a quick way to get through your personal development. I'm like, wow, that's shitty as fuck, but I know a bunch of people are going to buy into it. And I also know a bunch of people aren't going to think twice about the fact that they spent some money because their money is, they, they chose a specific amount so that it wouldn't bring about, there's just all these ways that people maintain an inner child who leads their way. It's a fucking teenager and I can see through it, and I ain't a genius. What I am is an observer of myself, and I know when I'm desperate or not desperate, and actually I haven't been desperate. There's one time only I was desperate, and I laughed at myself when, <laughs> once I got fooled. It was, was embarrassing. On an intellectual level, for me, Maria, I was like, fuck, Maria, what the fuck? Seriously? <laughs> Other than that, I'm like, wow. When it comes to people, yeah, this is okay. I had only one shocking surprise, and that's it. And when I had the other way of it, I was like, you know, it's okay. You're, you're, what's the word? You're permitted to be fooled like a fool at least some of the times in your life. So as an adult, I can say that I've been fooled three times. Three is a charm. Can't fool my heart now. You can't fool my brain, but it's really because uh, there's no fool. But there is the ability in specific vulnerable moments and for reasons that if you know your story, so I know my stories on both occasions, which the second involves two, because one is magical and the other is, let's just say magical as well. <laughs> uh, but um, I know exactly why the twos, the twos cancel each other out, but they, they serve as the greatest of the lessons that I could ever have had because of being an adult. So the difference when you're able to experience something as an adult is you're able to take full accountability, ownership, in-depth knowingness of it. So it's very beautiful because it's empowering. This is your ventral vagal state. As a teenager growing up and as a yeah young adult growing up, the same lessons in different ways came about and they were learned. And this is why we have a process. So what I was trying to get to with people in the therapy courses, they want to speed up healing. And the adults, <laughs> the therapists in the room, uh, they're all adults, by the way. But yeah, I treat the ones who are unable, I think, to understand language and directions for some reason. No, there is reasons. And we'll leave that one again. But um, they tried to tell them it's not going to speed up. But hey, okay, fine. Here you go. So some of them just wouldn't give in and give up on thinking of a way to speed up something. And that's where they're going to succeed, not into potentially anything big or not big. But the point is you're not enriching your life. You're just trying to get to a milestone, which actually is objectifying the experience you had. So the DID lady who's healed, it took seven years for her to get to become a person that could then work with her charged parts. And then from that to actually become a whole person. So to move into having just one inner child, if you will, to becoming the adult who can handle the inner child and consistently move into her wholeness. And as she says, I want people to know that they're not broken. They don't need to be fixed, but they can heal something along those lines. But it was basically that they can heal, that they're not broken. And uh, that's because all of good therapists know you have a self like I do. And as long as that three-year-old is present somewhere, the one-year-old, the you, which it's always there. If you get to calm down, you'll find the wisdom of you there for you. Like the DID lady, what kept her child self alive was a tree outside her window. That's where Daniel Siegel, because he brought it up throughout the course, he said, what kept you connected to you? And she, and, and it was him reminding her because I think she forgot, which is normal. I would say that some people will forget how they've shared things, especially if they're going through a process of healing. Um, some people, they don't really like how they are because they don't actually think of those having to do something about, which means they don't care to treat people better. And I'm talking about the people who have mood swings in a way that they don't actually try to be with person. And then to the person, I have friends I was thinking about, one of them, I'm pretty sure I've had friends. Uh, the last conversation was pretty fascinating. And they're not, not interested in going to therapy. Or in doing work on a person who's consistently loving. No, I'm okay with being an asshole. Okay, fine. Oh, so a toxic family right here. Childhood trauma expert again, Patrick Tian. Toxic family activates and protects it. 
So when we see the people yelling at each other, they're all in their survival mode. They're all not toxic, but they are definitely not caring about each other's dignity. And they don't remember that every person who doesn't have the ability to be in their ventral vagal state will potentially be a child from a family that took away their dignity and that they didn't have any choice and that their implicit bias, memory, all of it. And so if some people can be on the end of cultivating and protecting every person's inner child, independently from how that adult with that inner child behaves, well, and so the IHP content is for people who want to be design masters of themselves and to be that person who knows unconditionally loving with flaws and imperfections, you and others, because that's our mammalian heritage. And Jesus stood for it, and all the prophets stood for something, even though I don't know all of the other prophets. So let me not put them in Zibiks, but I know Jesus stood for that. And so does Sadhguru and people that are here today in 2023, please, uh, we don't want to be ancient silverbacks, and anyone who wants to live with the animals can do so. We like to live with the people because the people are our species. The animals are part of life too, so yes, we want to balance an ecosystem. But evil ignorance keeps ancient texts and stories alive versus having people understand how to come together, respect each other's differences. Now, no person, no therapist, no professional, no one is bigger than you. If you are an adult, you learn this, you learn to feel this, no matter who is speaking to you with whatever many titles they may have in your body as the adult of yourself, because see, there comes a time, and here's enlightenment the human way, where you are an adult through and through, emotionally people, this is from your body, this is your ability to remind yourself anytime somebody opens their mouth that they're a person like you are, that's it. And your feeling is what's going to tell you if that's true or not. So as long as you still feel like a little kid who's being scolded or some shit like that, you haven't gotten there yet. It's when you can have the feeling of neutrality as someone speaks to you, remembering that they have subject matter expertise, whatever it is, it's great. They're sharing with you something that you can hear. They have no power over you. They're not above you. They're not below you. They don't have a magic wand to heal anything so the feeling, though, is what I want you to understand is what tells you. So neutrality towards words of others. I remember going through it organically from teenager to young adult to professional to uh, independent, if you will, adult professional, because there's a whole journey for my marketing career, too. Okay, finishing up with Patrick, and I need to check in how much time we have left. Therefore, the inner adult is the expert on things like how our boss is just the person in our life, not the ultimate authority on who we are, that it is safe now to take more risks and handle such risks, like asking for better intimacy, knowing that our triggers aren't correctly sized for the present, for the present of now, okay? So triggers means when you get pissy in your pants, but more than just pissy, it's not passion, it's when you and it's something that will have you snapping. It's a trigger. There's a trigger. You can disengage with you. Asking questions, <clears throat> even if it causes anxiety, handling life in an empowered way. I've asked plenty of questions all the time. <laughs> and I've shared stuff too with anxiety. And here's where, as I was saying, vulnerability uh, is actually something that you want to remember. So I know when I'm being vulnerable. And one recent event was very fascinating for me to think of. Because from a professional standpoint, again, as I was saying, I like to be direct. So I wouldn't be politically correct. I wouldn't be nice about something. I'd be like, this is what's going on. And this is what I can do for you. And this is what I know I will not be able to do for you. So I'm not saying what we're getting to right now, which is you need to know how to do something more. So for example, I said, you know what? First of all, I think we have to pay. And you need to be a good observer of yourself. And we don't want you to go into the hospital again. So I would say, why don't you wait for the Reiki session and let's do some working through nightmares or dreams or whatever stuff's coming up with you. And let's also figure out if there's a good therapist that we can work with so that we can get on the, the ball rolling for your inner and outer well-being. And then we can do your energy uh, session so that you can get your lovely aura expanded. And that's how it would have gone. Not something of, no, I won't take you. No, it's not that. It's let's be responsible and take your inner and outer well-being seriously. And no, I don't study people, by the way. This is one of the things that <clears throat> people who are untrustworthy of others, 
they use this word studying and I enjoy people. I'm an observer. It's two different things. I participate. So I don't take my loved ones and say, oh, I'm thinking about what they all feel that I want to study their case. I mean, you're not a case. You're a person who I care about. It's sad to see that you don't take your inner and outer well-being seriously and that you just keep on doing the human suffering bit. But hey, you know, it's your life. So the asking questions, who is safe and who isn't. Okay, so the adult knows things like this. How to read people's emotions and intentions better. Not from our childhood trauma narrative. Childhood trauma narrative. All people are bad. I can't trust anyone. Nobody's going to show up for me. They always do the same thing. I'm the only one. This is a teenager. The adult is an expert on knowing the inner child is active and in need. So the adult, that's you when you're emotional. Okay, I need to step out right now. Or I want to have an adult conversation with my emotions right now. The inner child is the expert on what it was like growing up the emotional data from family, how people in childhood made us feel unsafe, the attachments, how we decided to cope the way we do, surviving it and why, how we got our needs met or survived, how navigating toxic people, okay? Um, What we believed about ourselves and others, believing the lies, the inner child is not an expert on things like our dating life. That often is getting a strong adult in childhood trauma work that is about not letting our inner child look at the present through the lens of childhood. They are not bad in any way for doing that. It is just how this stuff works. This process has a lot of starts and stops. Most of us, including myself, he says, are in our inner child 24-7. Okay, so some people aren't. I don't have personally an inner child. I have had always Maria, and that's because of having secure attachment and being able to use my prefrontal cortex with my emotional plane, and that's because of being able to sit in equanimity. So here's where looking good is not important. What truly matters is that life is a profound and fantastic experience within you. That's Sadhguru for you. Okay, so life is profound when you are able to be safe haven, secure base to yourself. Safe haven, it's safely regulating your nervous system when it's in distress. And so whether you have panic attacks, whether you get angry, whatever it is, you're not suppressing it and not just angry, okay? I'm talking the nervous system has some shit going up, which a person would know. The ones who have that survival mode and are trying to disengage from it, they will know when they're entering their sympathetic it's or anyways it's a feeling that i'm i'm assuming it's going to stem from moments of childhood that they will have been able to allocate okay this is what this feeling is this is what it is and and then organize but for me it's only the panic attacks that i've had to manage in a way of my nervous system and regulating it and now i know when i'm in a room if you know stuff's going on i just am actively differentiation of the self <laughs> and just breathing and that's about it and being highly sensitive doesn't make it hard. It has been hard. If you ask me that word, putting that truck on me, that would have been hard. So when it comes to emotions and uh, thought processes, this is not hard. Because though I use my left and right with a person who uses the left and right mode of their brain, it's because it's called integration of the brain. And it means you are able to navigate yourself with the emotions that are rightly thought arise and you choose the inner growth mindset or you choose an expanded consciousness mindset and that's expanding because you're choosing to have compassion and unconditional love in the forefront with yourself and humanity not the oh i will never ever ever in a million years have people who i can trust okay so we have plenty of people (coughs) in our life now that they might not be securely attached that's a different story We don't need them to be. So you're your own safe haven, able to regulate your nervous system when in distress. And then you're also a secure base, a person who you launch whatever you're interested in, studying, have your personal development in the forefront. You're able to love you. You don't make people do what you want to do. You have compersion. So you want your love. You are a scary person or a solo monoamory. And I say solo because the minute you can be your own safe haven, secure base is the minute that you can do here's enlightenment the human way because your zero one-year-old says, I need somebody 
in order for me to be seen. That longing comes from your chest. And I'll describe. So there are years of my life where every expansion, I couldn't wait to come home <laughs> to go and hang out and have fun with one of my friends because we had fun the same way until they chose to stagnate. But <laughs> that's a different story. So stagnation, I don't want to be mean, but when you're a full force enlightenment vibration of life here, you stay away from negativity because every time you have something positive, they bring forth something problematic so anyone who has people are limited like my one friend as i said well it's not really necessarily true that they can't they can and every explanation i would present it's like well that seems hard well that seems hard well okay <laughs> you know what never mind no it was a nice conversation but this is my point all people who see limits are not uh dreamers and doers in the enlightenment vibration and that is in fact because they're not in their enlightenment soul age group yet they don't have to be in that mindset. They don't have to be in their infinite higher human consciousness potential experience. But some of us are. And so anyone who's not here is a stagnating piece of life. Life, not life. <laughs> but life has so much more to offer every person. And for me personally, this is where with my colleagues, I know that it's possible. No, oh, no, let me try and prove it because that's the adaptive child. Right there is when a person goes from being a person that's having fun to being a person who has low self-esteem because a person who will have that type of it's it's not low self-esteem because you don't have esteem in yourself it's because you're doing a codependent type behavior martyr superior or blamer shamer falter revenge or either way low self-esteem and now you're wanting to actually affect another human being's opinion which makes you not present, attuning, resonating, and trusting. You're not expanding consciousness. You're not curious, open, aware, accepting, and loving. No, now you are beginning a battle of the teenagers, which we see, which would mean that you're trying to prove yourself. That's why the adaptive child tries to prove they are right or wrong. They then will make it all about their self-rightled expression. Thank you, Terry Real. This is from his five little things that adaptive children do, which is why they're not having a conversation. Then, if that's not working, they're eventually going to vilify you because now you're pissing their insecure buttons off because they have no handle on their own self. They're trying to prove to you. to the, So they're trying to be seen and soothed in the very way, okay, this is why it enters into an energy. They're already in their survival, by the way. As soon as they're beginning to say, yes, I want to prove I'm right, you're in a battlefield. And then once the vilification don't work, meaning that you're, you're still arguing, then there's... I choose the silent treatment. I give you this and I withdraw. And there's a pattern that you will find with people who are not emotionally mature. And that's why we hear about people with sagas and all of that. And as for love, that ain't love. That's right there, people in their adaptive child. So adults, they share with their loved ones what's going on, but they don't go around trying to tell people how to think. So I was having a conversation and I'm not going to go trying to convince my friend of anything. I'm actually just sharing. You know, you think that it's not possible. From what I've learned, it is possible. And it was very, in fact, flowing. And we just continued conversing. But when I share with my lovely listeners, if in your vibration and in the way of expanding, satisfied with being around those who are thinking that you can't move beyond one is right or wrong that's the whole point again if you're even thinking the words right and wrong you're still a person who is doing the codependent type behavior which is also just a zero one-year-old who wants to be seen by the herd and soothed meaning you are valuable and your opinion matters so we will not cut you off that's why it's low self-esteem it's a debate that isn't a debate for some important reasons. You, you know, you become a politician. I have a conversation with you. I'm just having a conversation. Have fun. And that's what love. Love is you add to my life. I add to your life. We're not competing. We're partners. Partners means that we support each other. Partners means that we are always safe to be ourselves. Partners means you don't treat me like a stupid person. You don't minimize me. You don't do any of the way because you don't have to speak for me to know that you're talking down to me or up to me. And neither one is healthy self-worth. So to me, if somebody's down or up, I'm going to look straight at you. I'm going to get you to level to the same because that's where you are. And we're speaking to each other and we are participating together in a conversation where curiosity, openness, awareness, and love 
participates because it's to who we are as differentiated, emotionally mature adult selves. Even if in the front of you, you have an emotionally immature person, it won't matter <clears throat> because you're not trying to prove yourself. You know who you are. So you're having a social engagement in the absence of attachment, in the absence of I need to securely attach. No, I won't get upset if you don't like me because I'm polyamory, for example, or because I'm a mystic or because of my way of explaining how I've moved beyond spirituality, religion, and, you know, whatever conceptualization I can come up with while we're having a conversation. I won't be pissy in my pants if you insult. No, because that's words that don't mean anything except for your opinion is what you're sharing, which actually I appreciate. Thank you so much for your perspective. That's because I don't have a sensitive ego. If this is what is healthy self-worth. It is the ability to be a person who goes beyond those social niceties, the whole political correctness stuff in a way of understanding when it's going to be needed, understanding when it's not going to be used. So sometimes it doesn't happen. Essentially, it's a case like And, you know, even when people are completely, you know, I don't even know how to explain it, but um, I want to use the word disrespectful, but See, to me, these words are a bit um, unnecessary. Most people are completely unaware of their subjective experience. And so they are in what Stephen Porges calls their biological rudeness. And so that's what I got to learn at way back when, a couple years ago. And I'm like, yep, that totally makes sense. And if you can't love because you're in a safety behavior of your trauma, safety behavior responses, I'm not going to hold it against you because I don't need to. There ain't no devil or evil in you. There is evil ignorance. Yes, the people who talk about yoga as bringing out the demons, the people who talk to you about spirituality as a cult, the people who tell you that tarot readers and Akashic record readers are all charlatans, the people who insult each other and they also do three twisty, 360s because of their own nightmares. So that's evil because they're ignorant and they all need a good therapist and the evils who are in jails they also need good therapists and the reality is the evil is not evil in and of itself it's a story we had monsters as we began life in darkness those monsters the people when i have heard of the accounts of those who have perception of negative entities around them they all have big trauma they have had trauma breaks, and actually I need to find something before we close on out. The name of the IFS man is, at the end of the day, I think Alan Schwartz. Um, he has the, he explains trauma and how it alienates you from yourself. Uh, small human beings, or excuse me, this is from Fisher 2021. Okay, Fisher 2021 healing the fragmented self after trauma. Okay, small human beings need psychological distance from overwhelming events to survive. Their sense of self must also be kept separate from the ongoing trauma. This owning, quote-unquote, the bad child or, quote-unquote, the wounded child is a survival response. It preserves self-esteem, motivates us to try harder, helps us go to school each day. By disowning the traumatized parts, we also disown the trauma so that quote-unquote good child can later say, quote-unquote, it wasn't so bad. They weren't really abusive. Okay, so this is Fisher, who I don't know who he is, but the part that I really thought was important for me to share in this as we close on out is a small human being needs psychological distance from overwhelming events to survive. You are a nervous system and I'm a nervous system. And when you're not able to attach securely, you're growing up in a body that has fear while also needing to attach because you're a mammal. And the part when people isolate from being around people, it's an indication that you are not securely attached within yourself yet. So once you can unconsciously love you and humans, then you're beginning a certain type of journey. We'll talk a little bit more about it for the end of the year. Loving messages is what I want to share with you. So I'll be back shortly with another theme, but always with our relationships and love. Have a great day.